right, well, howdy and good morning. Uh, we're live here in the iCampus studio. My name is Cade, and I have the absolute honor and privilege of getting to serve New Hope Church as our 288 fifth grade pastor. Uh, it's been a little, while, a little while since I've been on TNT, so honestly, I'm really excited to be here with you all. Um, but I have a little announcement today. Uh, today is a one-year anniversary of the online devos. Uh, so we've been doing this thing for a whole year, and it's crazy to think that um, we've been doing uh, all these devos and everything in the iCampus uh, for, for the past year, and uh, this at this time, last year was the first time uh, that we had those daily devos that we were doing. Um, and so, man, what a blessing it is that even in the midst of the pandemic that we've been able to grow together and read the Word together and pray with one another and encourage one another uh, all on here on this platform online. And so go ahead and uh, send some clapping emojis in the chat because this is something to celebrate this morning. Uh, one thing that I've also been super excited about is Easter services coming up. And uh, all of our service times can be found online on newhopechurch.tv. And we've got plenty of options for you, so I'd love to see you there and your family. Um, but I also want to let you know that we would love to see your student during Easter services because uh, the student ministry at all of our campuses will be open on Easter weekend. So please uh, have your student ages 5th grade to 12th grade come on and hang out with us because we're going to have a lesson prepared just for them. Uh, and it'll be a good time. But, uh, man, every time I step foot in this room... Uh, I look around and I see all the, the tech and the cameras and the lights and the wires and you know com computers and TVs and all the other techie stuff that I can't even attempt to name and explain. Uh, but I think about how blessed our church is when I look around at all this. And it feels like right now the world is in the middle of chaos and people are confused and lost and looking for hope in something. Uh, but newsflash, right? The world has been broken, but it's also been saved by Jesus. It's been broken, but it's also been saved by Jesus. Amen? And this room is, is just a testament to the impact um, that, that it has on people and who God is. It just shows that um, God cares about us, even though it might seem like things are going wrong. Um, God is still working in ways that we could never even imagine. And uh, we're looking at it right now. We're looking at it. Um, another one of the, the ways that I get to see how blessed our church family is, is by being on the student ministry staff. Um, it's one of my greatest joys to get to work with this team. They are so much fun, um, and, and it's, it's a blast. But I also get the privilege of seeing all the good that comes from our efforts um, and, and how good is God to allow us to work with him in this ministry, but also how good is he that he would allow us to see the fruit of the good things that we're doing? Because uh, he, he doesn't necessarily have to show it to us, um, but, but he does. And when he does, uh, man, it is so good and it is so sweet to watch. Um, so I want to tell you a little, a little bit about what we've been doing recently in the student ministry, um, just so I can brag a little bit. Um, but for the past few weeks, our student ministry has been hosting something we call Life Groups, which is a weekly gathering through uh, for 5th through 12th graders, and uh, every campus hosts life groups, with the 288 campus being under the 288 pavilion outside. And let me tell you, man, Sunday nights under the pavilion have been some of my favorite times of the week. Uh, we get to hang out together and eat pizza and snacks, and <laughs> fifth graders drink way too much soda than they're probably allowed to, uh, and we play games, and, and it's just a blast. And uh, But 
More importantly, we get to come together and read the Word of God and open up His Word and, and see uh, what it has for us. And we talk about it, break it down, and, and we do life together. We talk about good things going on and bad things going on and work through those, those things. Um, so this past week, we just ended our semester of life groups with something we called a spring break party. And it was awesome. So I've got a few pictures here to show you um, if I could. So right here, first one. We've got a little game of knockout going. We had a bunch of kids out at the, at the park outside playing knockout. Um, that was fun. And then right here we had some Just Dance going. So as you can see, we got some students going crazy out there. It was a good time. I also saw Pastor Colin uh, almost break his back trying to dance, so that was funny. <laughs> and then we've got some guys eating some food right here. We uh, catered honorees, and it was fantastic. Some good pasta, uh, so that was fun. And then we also had a ice cream truck kind of come out and uh, give out ice cream for everybody. So that was good. Uh, it was delicious, let me tell you. And uh, then we can just kind of see the whole setup here. Everybody hanging out under the pavilion. Um, and so uh, what we were doing is just kind of celebrating uh, all the good things that God's been doing and through life groups and uh, through this time. And so... I share this with you because I want you to see all the good that God is doing. Because we, we have a lot of good things going on in our, in our church. Amen? And this is just one of the ways that God's allowed me to see it. Um, so, since I, ser I shared something with you, I want to open up the floor to the comments. Uh, go ahead and, and comment below, whether you're on Facebook or YouTube. Uh, share with us something that's, that's, that's happened recently that's good. Maybe a win. Uh, something encouraging. Um, just just let's, let's encourage one another this morning and share some good news in the comments. So go ahead and drop that below, and uh, I'd love to read that later. So uh, while those comments are coming in, I want to go ahead and move on to our topic today. Uh, we've been talking about prayer and how to intentionally focus on different needs for prayer and what that looks like. Um, so I hope this series has been helpful and insightful for you. Personally, I love prayer. And this is one of the ways that we get to experience God's presence here on earth. And the nice thing is that he always listens. He always listens to us. And I think we, we say that and we're like, well, yeah, of course God, God hears us. But we, we, can't, we can't grow numb to that. The fact that the God of the universe who created everything that we see, who created every single person, wants to have a relationship with every single one of his children, hears us. At any time of the day, when we ask to talk to him, he hears us. And, um, man, I, I like to talk to my roommates a lot. <laughs> and sometimes I think it gets a little annoying. Um, so I live in an apartment with a few guys who uh, work in the student ministry. Uh, Cole, who is our 288 junior high pastor. Scotty, who is our 288 NH students worship leader. And then Brady, who is the Alvin junior high pastor. Shout out to, the, to those guys. They're awesome. Uh, it's been a blast living with them for the past few months. Uh, but... So like I said, I like to talk with these guys a lot because um, they're just good guys and I, I like to talk to them. So we'll be sitting there and Cole will have his AirPods in and we'll just be sitting on the couch or uh, at the table or something and he'll have these AirPods in. And AirPods um, are essentially just these really nice earbuds, uh, but Cole has the pro version, which means that they can essentially like shut out noise um, with just a click of the button. And so I'll be, I'll be trying to talk to him 
and I won't realize. So I'll just, I'll be saying something, I'll be going through like a whole conversation and then I'll realize, I'll just look over and realize like he's completely ignoring me. Not, not intentionally, but he just can't hear me because he has the noise canceling on. And let me tell you, I have the same earbuds and you cannot hear anything when that, when that button is turned on, when that noise canceling is on. Um, so I can't complain because I literally do the same thing. But um, it's just funny that, you know, we can shut people out like that. But God hears us. He always hears us. He doesn't shut us out. Uh, he never turns on the noise canceling, right? He never turns on the do not disturb. None of that. He always hears us. And in fact, he always wants to hear from us. So he hears us and he always wants to hear from us. And we read this in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, where it says this in verse 14, Rejoice always, pray continually, and give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. So rejoice always, pray continually, and give thanks in all circumstances. Pray continually. God literally wants us to always be praying continually and consistently talking to Him. So He hears us. Not only that, but he always wants to hear from us. He wants us to consistently be praying to him and talking to him about everything going on in our lives. And so, if you think that there is something that is too small for God or too small to talk to God about, uh, let me tell you, that is wrong because God always wants to hear from you. He wants to hear from his children. That is his heart. And so, today... We're going to be talking about what it looks like to pray for our world and our government. And um, I know government is a topic that's been dividing people for a long time. But I have good news. Jesus is on the throne. He is on the throne. Jesus Christ, the Son of God who came to live and give his perfect life to save sinners, is the only king who will reign for eternity. He's the only king who will reign for eternity forever. Amen? Amen. I know this. This is true. And uh, I, I know that there are people who are ruling right now. And there are people in government who have been given authority for a, for a time. And uh, they are not eternal. They are, they are worldly and they're here for only a certain amount of time. But God, Jesus, who is king, will reign for eternity. He is the only king that will be here uh, for all eternity forever. And so uh, we know there are people in government appointed by God. And we see this in Romans 13. So if you want to read into, more, into that a little bit on your own, go ahead and maybe jot that down and uh, look at that after this. But we know that God appoints people in government. And so today, uh, what I want to kind of sit in is 1 Timothy chapter 2. And that's going to be our passage for today that we talk about. So if you have a Bible nearby, go ahead and grab it and flip there with me so we can see what God has to say about praying for our government because, man, I can give all the practical advice that I, can, I want, but uh, it doesn't mean anything if we don't start with what God has to say about it, right? Um, so before we, before we uh, go ahead and dive in there, let's go ahead and pray together. Uh, Lord, we're coming before you this morning. I'm excited for what you have for us, and we ask that you would uh, open up our eyes and ears and hearts to uh, listen and be uh, receiving to what you have. Um, God, I pray that you would show us how to pray, that you would teach us how to pray um, for our government, for our leaders, especially, Lord. So uh, we're asking for you to do this uh, this morning, and we're asking you to work, and we're giving you this this time uh, for your glory, God. 
Uh, may we love you and we thank you. It's in Jesus' name. Everybody said, Amen. So let's go ahead and flip to First uh, Timothy chapter two, uh, verse one. I got my Bible right here, so if you're not there, go ahead and pull one out. Uh, not too late. So, uh, First uh, Timothy chapter two, verse one says this. I urge then, first of all, that all petitions, prayers, and intercessions and thanksgiving be made for all people, for kings and all those in authority, that we may live peaceful and quiet lives in all godliness and hope and holiness. So, uh, I, he says essentially right here, um, he wants us to be praying for all people. So, uh, just to give a little bit of context of what's going on, um, Paul is writing to Timothy. And he is sort of preparing him for the ministry that he wants uh, Timothy to do. So he starts off this letter by warning Timothy about false teachers and uh, to watch out for them. And so now in the second part that we're reading here, uh, Paul is writing about how the church should conduct itself. And he's asking us to do a couple things. So this first one, he is asking the church to pray for all people. And what better way? to love someone than to pray for them. What better way to love someone than to pray for them? And I know that a standard reaction to bad news is typically, oh man, I'll, I'll be praying for that. I'm so sorry. Like uh, you'll, you'll be in my prayers. And uh, man, that is, that is an awesome way to react to bad news or good news. But I want to challenge you this morning with something that I heard. And it kind of changed the way that I thought about praying for others. Uh, so I want to challenge you a little bit in that. Don't let that gesture be empty. Don't let that gesture be empty. Actually pray for people. So I know this sounds like a no-brainer, but I caught myself forgetting. I've caught myself. I'll I'll tell somebody, hey, I'll pray for you, and then I might say a quick prayer in the moment, and later in the day or later tomorrow, I'll forget. And, man, be the person that doesn't let that gesture be empty. Actually pray for people. And then number two... Be the person that prays more than once. Be the person that prays more than once. Uh, Don't let it just be a a check-off-the-box thing. Uh, Pray for that person more than once. So let's go ahead and move on to verse 3. Verse 3 says, This is good and pleases God our Savior who wants all people, again, all people, to be saved and to come to a knowledge of the truth. So at this time, um, Nero was in power And I know Pastor Tim has talked a little bit about that before, so hopefully you might remember. And uh, his power and resentment towards Christians was growing, and Christians were dealing with some horrible things like persecution and imprisonment from the Roman government. And while writing this, Paul himself had actually just gotten out of prison. So he too is experiencing this, and he knows this. And specifically, Paul is not only calling us to pray for everyone, but to pray for kings and people in authority. I know that we tend to think that government is kind of an us versus them dynamic, but I want to encourage you and say this. God desires for you to partner with him in praying for our authorities. He desires for you to partner with him by praying for our authorities. And God is inviting you into a work that he is doing. So let me clarify, it's not us doing the work. We, we don't uh, save people. We can't. I can't. You can't. But 
God can, and he is inviting us into a work that he is doing. So furthermore, this is the way, the, the way that this is written kind of reveals the nature of God's desire for this prayer and what, what he wants us to pray for. And he asks us to be praying for the salvation of authorities. He wants us to pray for their salvation, their relationship with God. So what better way to pray for someone than to pray that they would develop a relationship with the God of saving grace. Because salvation is something that only God can do, right? Only God. However, the part that we get to play is praying for people, and especially the people who are leading our country and in positions of authority and power and influence. And uh, so God is asking us to pray for these people, and he's asking us to, to soften their hearts um, to a relationship with him and asking God to soften their hearts. So Paul he is writing that this prayer pleases God and aligns with his will. So this prayer pleases God and aligns with God's will. And it is, it is God's will that his children would walk with him. And God wants all people to be saved. So how do I know this? You might be thinking, well, I don't necessarily agree with the way that this certain political figure carries themselves or the decisions they're making or the certain policies that they prescribe to or the things that they support, etc. You can go on and on. The conflict is there. I know. But guess what? God's heart and desire for that person is that they would be saved. He wants that person so badly, so badly that he sent his one and only son, Jesus, to die on the cross for that person. That's how badly he desires that person and to have a relationship with that person. He would send his one and only son to die for that person. That is how badly God wants them. And so if God wants them, then we can pray for their salvation. Now let's go ahead and read on to verse 5. Verse 5 says this, For there is one God and one mediator between God and mankind, the man Christ Jesus, who gave himself as a ransom for all people. This has now been witnessed at the proper time. Here Paul is essentially clarifying three major truths. Number one, he says there's one God. There is only one God to serve. And then number two, he says... There is only one way to come before God righteous, and that is through His one and only Son, Jesus Christ. Um, so, there's one God, and there's one way to come to God, and that is through Jesus Christ. And then number three, that Jesus gave Himself as a ransom for all people. And this is the clear testimony that is intended to save all of humanity. Now, I want to, to uh, emphasize the word all. All of humanity. God wants us to pray for everyone in our government. Now, I know the typical thought is, well, I'll pray for the people in government that I support, right? But God wants us to pray for everyone in our government, even those that we dislike or disagree with uh, or might oppose or might have conflicting ideas with. In fact, I would even say that since these, these people that we might uh, kind of have some conflict with are the hardest to pray for. These are the people that we should pray for. These are the people that we should challenge ourselves to pray for because even though our flesh doesn't necessarily like it, uh, this is how we align ourselves with God's heart, is uh, doing things that our flesh doesn't like. 
And this is essentially what prayer is, right? It's aligning our desires and motives and hopes with God's. So prayer is a lot more about God and less about us. It's a lot more about God and less about us. Let's move on to verse 7 here. So right here, uh, verse 7 says, And for this purpose I was appointed a herald and an apostle. I am telling the truth. I am not lying. (laughs) And a true and faithful teacher of the Gentiles. So right here uh, at the time, people commonly believed that the gospel was only for Jews. Uh, That was kind of the typical belief at the time. And Paul comes out and he is explaining his divine calling and commission as an apostle. And he says, I'm a teacher of Gentiles, not only Jews. And this is countercultural, so people don't necessarily like this. Uh, But he's saying, no, the gospel is for Gentiles and Jews. And this is furthering Paul's point that God wants all people to be saved, the Gentile and the Jew. And so Paul goes on to assure us, hey, I'm telling the truth, right? I'm not lying, I promise. I think that that line is kind of funny. Uh, But that was a lot. We just impacted that whole passage. So um, there's a lot here, and I want us to kind of recap some of the bigger points so that we don't miss this. So uh, I want to go through this and and see uh, what what kind of principles we get from this. And then from there, we're going to go ahead and practice together, praying for our government, because uh, we know that practice makes perfect. So we're going to pray for the government And then uh, before we do that, let's go ahead and look at these principles. So, number one, we know that God hears our prayers. He wants to hear from us. So much so that He asks us to pray continually. He wants to hear us. Uh, And so, the ESV translation says, pray without ceasing. Pray without stopping, essentially. And so, God hears us, and He wants to hear from us. And then number two, God wants us to pray for the salvation of our governing authorities. Jesus died for all people, we know this, Jew and Gentile, citizen and ruler. So Jew, Jew and Gentile, citizen and ruler. He wants us to pray for the salvation of all people, including our governing authorities and the people that we don't necessarily agree with, right? And then number three, this is how we align ourselves with God's heart. Number three, this is how we align ourselves with, God, with God's heart because prayer is a lot less about us and more about God. It's about aligning ourselves with what God desires for people and for humanity. So what an honor it is to get to be invited into the work that God is doing because he's the one doing the work. We're not doing the work. He saves people. We know this. But he is inviting us to work with him in this. So let's go ahead and uh, pray and practice together uh, and pray for our governing authorities that they would come to know God and that, th- that he would give us boldness and that he would stir our, our hearts to align with him. Uh, so let's go ahead and pray together. <clears throat> uh, God, may we come before you humbly that uh, you've invited us to get to work with you in the, the things that you're doing in our government in the, their hearts So, God, we are praying for their salvation today. And we ask that they would come to know you intimately, Lord. And we ask that you would reveal yourself to them in a way that it is undeniable. And, uh, Lord, we pray that they would reflect their relationship with you, uh, whatever that looks like, in the decisions they make. And I pray that they would be obedient to you and that they would serve you 
in the government as they serve our country um, and our nation. So, Lord, we're praying for their, uh, their salvation. And furthermore, we want to pray for uh, maybe the people that we don't necessarily agree with or the people that we might have some conflict with. Uh, we want to pray for these people. Uh, we're going to pray for them boldly and confidently because we know that this is your heart, that you desire all people to be saved. You desire to know all of your children. So, Lord, we're praying for all these people, including uh, maybe the governing authorities that we might not necessarily agree with. So, Lord, uh, we come before you with these requests confidently and boldly uh, because we know that you are able and uh, you are all uh, controlling and powerful and all-knowing. So, Lord, we love you. And we thank you. It's in Jesus' name. Everybody said, amen. Now, church family, uh, it's, it's been a pleasure to be on TNT with you. I want to encourage you to uh, don't let that be the last time that you pray for the government. Don't let that be the last time. Uh, do it more than once. And don't let it be a, an, an, an empty gesture like we said before. So don't let that be the only time. And I uh, hope that You've learned as much as I have in our time together studying what God has to say about praying for our leaders. And uh, man, I want to invite you to come to the Thursday TNT Devo. Uh, it'll be an awesome time. And uh, I hope to see you at service this weekend and also at Easter services. Uh, have a great rest of your day. I love y'all. Bye.